Welcome back to the Narrow Walk channel. I'm your host, Celestia Brown, <laughs> here once again. I am just going to get straight into it because this is a more spontaneous episode. I don't think I was going to really do this. I had it planned out as something else originally, but it switched to um, learning to let things go. <laughs> so first, as always, how are you guys? I'm always going to ask that. It doesn't matter what episode it is. Hopefully I'm consistent in that and remember doing that. But how are you guys? Sound off in the comments. I want to hear you. Also, if you can hear already, my voice is not here, but I'm still going to power through. Um, I think, you know, that's kind of what the enemy would want me to not record, but God wants me to record amidst all because um, his grace is sufficient for me. So I am very much trying to push through with this. I will be trying to speak as loudly and as clearly as I can. But obviously, you know, it's a little bit raspy. So stay with me throughout this all as we power through this. But of course, how are you guys? How are you doing? Um, and just sound off in the comments, like I said, um, I need to find a way for the people. Well, if you are on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or um, Digger, I think it's called, um, any of the other stuff, you can go to my social medias and tell me how you are and I will still care. Trust me. Or you could go to the t uh, YouTube video and go in the comments and be with everybody else in that community and I will still care and I will still respond. So, yeah, just letting you know, just in case if you guys wonder, um, as time goes on, as we grow, there's going to be more greater opportunities for us to share and hopefully I will get some of you on so we can discuss some things and yeah, I'm not a, the biggest fan of live streams. I know that's like a thing, um, even in the Christian content creator, influencer community, live streams is a big thing. I'm not really a live stream guy, but whatever the Lord says. So in the future, if you start seeing me do live streams, you know what he said. <laughs> you know where we're going now. On my end, it has been so rough, <laughs> so incredibly uh, strange, difficult, um, out of the ordinary for me. Um, yet amidst it all, God is still good, sovereign. He provides. He's been there guiding me, coaching me, loving me through all. Like, I can't really complain because Jesus is my portion. And when Jesus is full, wholeheartedly everything to you, a lot of things can happen in life and you're going to break down and cry and do a whole bunch of things that um, you didn't expect your body to react in a way, but you're human and it makes sense for you to have emotions of grief and emotions of sadness and emotions of joy and laughter and all these things. These are beautiful things that God has created for us to experience because throughout all of the Bible, God has expressed a lot of the emotions that we attribute to human being characteristics and emotions like grief. You can grieve the Holy Spirit, like anger, righteous indignation. But God's obviously God's emotions are very different from ours and completely pure. Ours tend to be tainted at times because of sin. So I'm already getting into it, but this is going to be a very different episode. I'm looking down at my Bible just in case um, for the further for the rest of the video if i do look down obviously you're gonna tell because i'm gonna start reading out of it but this episode is going to be titled uh 
learning to let go, I believe. YouTube, it should be, what has this year taught me? What has 2023 taught me? Um, because the year is coming to a close. We have October, November, December, three months. Three beautiful, long months left. <laughs> and September has already been a month of um, just interesting, interesting, interesting things. I want to talk about learning to let go because I have experience holding on to things a little bit longer than I should have. And I also have experienced God literally taking things away for my good and me not even understanding it at the time. And I've also experienced that God will take things away because... Um, it is his. Um, there's this song called You Can Have It All by Mercy Culture Worship. I think it should be in the Narawak podcast playlist. If you haven't seen that already, it should be in the link in the description because I've made one um, after the second testimony video concerning music and exposing it and using biblical uh, kind of evidence to show how music connects with spiritual and stuff like that if you haven't seen that episode it shall also be down below or somewhere on the screen right now so you can click on it watch this video first and then go to that one please for my sake um but yeah so i there's a song called you can have it all by mercy culture worship and i've been playing it a lot um because it reminds me there's a there's a verse in it that it says it will never be mine it will always be yours and it just reminds me that everything is God's. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and all that do dwell there within. That means me. That means you. That means the phone I'm recording on. That means <laughs> um, my home. That means your home. That means everything. Everything that dwells there within. He's the creator of all. This is all his. And learning that we have our stewards of these things, we literally just have it to watch over um, even the garden, like, and Adam and Eve, they were created to look over and watch over the earth. Like, they were created to not own it, but have rulership over it, sort of like a king and a queen, you know? We can claim that, you know, the nation is theirs or whatever, but, I mean, America is a little bit better of an example because we have presidents, so let's do pres <laughs> presidents. Um sort of like a president um it's the president of you know they always will have that title as president even after they leave the office but guess what the nation's not theirs and when that four eight year run is up it could run to 10 depending on if they're like a you know i'm a little civics guy if they're like a vice president and something happens to the president it could run a little bit longer than that but um Amidst all that, it's not theirs. The nation is not theirs, right? Um, the nation is not even ours. It all returns to God. And I think having that outlook and perspective on life makes you value moments. And it also makes you value relationships and value what God has given you, right? But not to a level of idolatry, which I found myself in at times, but to a level of appreciation 
that God has given you something so beautiful to steward over, but eventually it will go back to him just as you will go back to him. We will all go back to God eventually, okay? And the Bible says to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. We will all eventually see God and it will be in a a loving way where we, we come into his warm embrace and we get a well done or it will be a depart from me. And I think that message has been so just potent to me in this season that we don't own anything. We don't own anything. Not in a communist way where everybody in the government wants to, um, or everybody in that type of government wants to share, you know, lend and, and borrow, but nothing is owned. No, we don't own anything, period, in general. And to think that things are ours, we shift and we buck up against what God is doing and how God wants to do it. Things can be, the Bible says, everything under the earth is in times and seasons. Things are in times and seasons. There's seasons where God is going to take things away and God is going to give things to you. It could be a lifetime. It could be a couple years, but you have to recognize that this is God's regardless. So, that's the intro. Um, we're going to get into the word God led me to Genesis 15 to 20. I think it's so good. It's, 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 it's a perfect, perfect um, reflection of my life right now. And I'm going to share a couple things. Um, not really in much great detail, but in what I can share. I also want to say I kind of talked a little bit about this briefly before my last episode. So like I said, if you haven't seen that already, go watch it. Um, and I spoke about it briefly because I was going through it <laughs> during that time. And then I recognized that, well, I was going even more through it now. So that here we are with this episode because... Um, yeah, so we have Genesis 15 through 20. Essentially, it's God's covenant with Abraham. I was reading through it this morning, um, and I was thinking to God, I was telling God, I was like, what do you want me to talk about? How am I going to talk about it? What is this going to even be? Um, I was going to make that episode, like I said, something about present suffering and how the glory to be revealed in Christ Jesus is going to be greater. But God wanted to shift me to um, Genesis 15 to 20 and essentially talks about the promise of Abraham and um, how God promises Abraham, his son, Isaac. <clears throat> and um, I basically um, came across one point, well, a couple points. I think the first point I want to get to, which I think is just so good, is the promises of God. Okay, so. Initially, when we look at chapter 15, I'm reading from the NLT, by the way, chapter 15 of Genesis, um, we see that um, God gave Abraham a vision. And he said, do not be afraid, Abram. This is before Abraham was a Abraham. He was Abram. He said, do not be afraid for I will protect you and your reward will be great. And so Abraham goes into this idea um, where He's like, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. But where's my son? I don't have a son. <laughs> he says, oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all these blessings? And I don't have a son since you have given me no children. 
Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household will inherit all my wealth. So Abraham's focus was kind of on where is my child? Um, he wanted a son and he believed that after he left, all his inheritance was going to go into somebody who's not related to him, right? Somebody who is not a part of his lineage. Um, and at this point, Abraham was old and he didn't really even know if this was possible, but he still inquired the Lord on it, which is another uh, faith moment. So he says to, and God says, no, your servant will not be your heir. Um, you will have a son. So God basically promises Abraham a son. He also shows him <clears throat> the stars in this chapter and says that that's going to be your descendants. So not only God made a promise to Abraham, but God made a promise that was incomprehensible. Because at the time, imagine you, God telling you that one, you're going to have a son, right? That's cool. That's great. But then on top of that, you realize like, I'm old. So where's the son going to come from? And then not only that, he takes it up a notch. God likes to be the God of the impossible. I tell you this because he takes it up a notch and he tells Abraham, not only am, not only are you going to have a son, but you are going to have many descendants as much as the stars which Abraham obviously clearly did not live to see. It is incredible, but through it all, God kept his promise. I think that's the big thing um, that is that I've, I took out from that chapter. I recognize that God not only wanted to, and God does this a lot in the Old Testament, a lot in the New Testament too. Um, it's just who he is, this is being. He wants to show you he is God. He wants to show you he's Yahweh. He wants to reveal to you that no one else can take his place. He is the God of the impossible. Not only am I going to give you your promise, but I'm going to give you more and then some, similar to how um, Solomon in Second Kings, um, God came to him similar in a way, you know, Listen, my seers out there, shout out in the comments. <laughs> God came to Abraham in a vision. God came to Solomon in a dream. I mean, come on, seers. So he came to Solomon in a dream and he said, um, what, what do you want? You know, essentially. <laughs> and Solomon said, uh, wisdom to, you know, lead your people. Um, and God gave him way more than that. Um, I think God is just such a, like the Bible says that he's a good father who gives good gifts to his children. And it's just a beautiful thing to see that God was not only going to fulfill the promise to Abraham, but he was going to fulfill a greater promise for a greater purpose unto his glory. We go to chapter 16, which is one of my favorite chapters right now to discuss because the points that are going to come out of it are good. So <laughs> the birth of Ishmael, okay? Abram's wife had not been able to bear a son. She had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. She told Abraham, like, hey, we we don't got no baby. Gotta go. Gotta go shack up with her real quick so we can get a child, right? We need a child. We don't got a child. Abraham does it. And I just think it's so crazy. <laughs> there was no resistance there. There was no, hmm, let me think about it. Let me think about what God told me like a couple nights ago. No. No, he just does it. He was he was waiting on it too. I'm, I'm like, come on now. He didn't give spare no moments, and Ishmael was born. Then I just think it's so great. This 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 stirred me up the moment I read it. I want y'all to stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay, stay with me. Sarai says to Abraham, 
in verse, we'll go back to verse four. So verse four, 16, chapter 16, Genesis 16, stay with me. I hope you have your Bibles. I hope you do. If you don't, get it. Like, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're in the word today, right? We're just directly in the word, not even like, you know, with notes or anything, you know, I'm just spontaneous with the Holy Spirit. Let's go. <laughs> so Abram had sexual relations with Hagar. So she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. Okay. And then Sarai said to Abram, this is your fault. I put my servant in your arms, but now she's pregnant. And she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. This is the NLT version. I, I was very, very, very stirred up. I was very, I still am. Because what God showed me in a spiritual aspect, we know we're going to exegete the text properly. We know what's happening here, guys. Okay, but let, let, let's just, let's just pull back on a spiritual aspect. On a spiritual aspect with the biblical principles put in and applied. There is times where you guys might feel like someone is giving you proper or good advice concerning your life. Your life is not going the way it's supposed to. And you feel like this person is giving you good advice and they're aiding and abetting you into delivering a promise that God has promised you, but they're doing it their way. They're doing it their way and not God's way. So now when things go awry and they take a turn and they're not the fruits of what God wanted it to be, they turn on you. I need you to sound off in the comments. Let me know. Let me know. Have you been in that place? Have you been in that position? <laughs> have you been in that position where you have literally done all you can, trusted in the Lord? Someone came along with a little advice, a little, you know, a little tidbit to help you. Maybe it could have been a business. Maybe it could have been concerning your schooling. Maybe it could have been... I don't know, concerning your career or your family. And they give you this little tiny, it seems tinsy bit of advice because it's like, it's lacking what you currently have and what you want to have. You do it through the means that God did not tell you to do it through. This is why you got to learn to let go. My voice gone is so funny right now because I'm like trying to be so passionate like I am in the past past episodes. But like my voice gone is just like hilarious. This is why you got to learn to let go. When God tell you that promise, you take it, you say, thank you, Lord. You move on. Until God tells you to move next, you don't move. Until God tells you to speak next, you don't speak. Until God tells you to jump 50 times, you don't jump 49. Does that make sense? You obey the word of the Lord. God said he was going to give you a son. You don't shack up with your servant to get a son. That's not the son that God had for you. Okay. And then now, now the people surrounding you who aided and abetted you in the decisions that they told you to make are turning on you. I mean, I really want somebody to be honest. <laughs> Let me know how you feel. How do you feel? Are we on the same page? Are we on the same page? Because I feel like we've all been there. Where you told somebody something. You told somebody something. And I don't even know if Sarah really knew. Because I feel like Sarah knew later down the line. And it, it says that um, she found out later. Because in chapter 18, she overheard Abraham and God talking. And that's another thing. Oh, my gosh. The Holy Spirit speaking. Come on. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. What's between you and God, that promise between you and God, you keep that between y'all. Discretion. Secret place. 
don't be sharing that with everybody. If that's a promise between you and God and God did not tell you to share it, don't share it, okay? Because Sarah was his wife. God bless her, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we, we love a woman of God. Sarah was his wife. But she didn't fully believe the promise and she laughed. And God in himself was like, why are you laughing? And she's like, I didn't laugh. And Abraham, and God told Abraham, yes, she did laugh. I don't know why she's lying, but it's okay. I'm going to still fulfill my promise, even though she laughed at me, but it's okay. God, 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 had to, God had to clarify. He had to get that little chip off his shoulder because he knew <laughs> she was going, she knew like if he was me, oh, we so lucky that God's not, we so lucky that we're not God. Like, come on guys. If it was me, I would have been like, promise taken. I don't know what you're laughing at. I said I was going to give you the promise. Now you're laughing at me. I'm taking that promise back. But God is not us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. But you have to realize something. If God's telling you to birth a business, if God's telling you to birth a ministry, if God's telling you you're going to have a child, don't look for other means. Don't go to the doctor and try to do 55. Unless the Lord tells you to. Unless the Lord tells you to. Unless the Lord tells you to. Don't start up an LLC. Okay, I know we do a lot of moving on faith, but remember, Abraham believed by faith before he made an action. Mm, come on now. Abraham believed. It was a belief. It was God, you're going to do it until he made an action to anything to happen, right? I'm positive him and Sarah were trying to like still have children at that time, but it came in, in verse 18, I've, no, chapter 18, where... God visited Abraham again and told him, one year from now, I'm going to visit you again and you're going to have that child. So it came down later down the line, right? It, it wasn't something, but in the midst of that, he birthed Ishmael. And Ishmael, because, and, and this, is, this is another thing, I want to get to it, but I'm going to, I'm going to pause. I'm going to come back to that. Being the God of compassion, because God is so gracious and merciful and beautiful and just lovely and awesome. Because he had compassion on Ishmael and Hagar amidst what was happening. Like, Hagar was dead wrong. She should have treated Sarah with contempt. Sarah was dead wrong. She should have done Hagar like that. Yet God still had compassion on both of them and fulfilled the promise. Isn't that crazy? Like, come on now. Like, out of everything, like, all these people were messed up, including us. We're messed up too, right? We can't even look down upon them like that. But... God was still faithful through it all. I think that's something that we miss when we're exegeting the text. Like we don't see God in the midst of it. We tend to see ourselves. So that's why I wanted to balance it out because I wanted to tell you guys like, hey, understand that when somebody comes around you and they're trying to give you a little, uh, you know, just, you know, I don't got a son. Just do a little, uh, I don't got this. Just, just, you know, compromise the promise that God has given you. Compromise it with, adding something else onto it when God told you not to add it onto it. When God told you not to do anything yet, he just told you the promise is coming. He didn't tell you how, when. In fact, he told Abraham, Abram at the time, how and when after Ishmael was born. So it tends to be when you make decisions amidst thinking that you're going to try to get ahead of God and do what you want to do, that he comes with the blueprint and the plans. If you just waited on him a little bit longer, he would have visited you in your home, gave you the blueprints and the plans when the time was right. You got to learn to let go, especially when he tells you things. Like God is going to tell you things probably years from now. He's going to tell you things that are going to manifest tomorrow, but you have to trust that he is God. And Abraham was accredited righteousness because of faith, not because of anything else, because of belief. 
not because of the action behind the belief. He didn't really do much. God fulfilled our promise. You know what I mean? Because God was the one who was able to either shut up Sarah's womb or open it up so a child can come out. It was God. It was always God. So I say this to say, beware of the counsel you receive. I think I was even reading, I could go to real quick, Proverbs um, chapter 15, verse 7. I was reading that with my friend the other day, and it says, hopefully I'm on the right one. Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. That's Proverbs chapter 15, verse 7. Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. Now, it's going to sound a little bit harsh. It's like, oh, don't call Sarah a fool. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it's contradicting the knowledge and the wisdom of God and the word and the promise that he's given you, it is foolish. Even if you are thinking it yourself. So stay away from fools. No knowledge is on their lips. Don't, don't, don't compromise God's promise. God will still fulfill it. He's still going to fulfill it, but now you got an Ishmael on your back. Now you got to worry about it. Now your wife picking with your, your servant master. And it's just a lot of things going on that you didn't want to. Now you got an LLC for your business that you got to have to pay for. And then you got to have to pay for this. And then you, now you, you're renting out and leasing out this place. But God said it was not time yet. Now you started this church and now you can't fund the church because of the, you, you see where I'm going. You, you see where I'm coming from. You see what I'm coming from. You see where I'm going. <laughs> you see where I'm going. You see where I'm going. You, 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 it is in the timing and the will of God that things will take place and you press into that. You don't try to supersede him when he's doing something. He changed his name to Abraham, right? Verse um, chapter 17. He marks it with the covenant with um, the circumcision. Um, and then <clears throat> he changed Sarah's name to Sarah. Verse um, chapter 18, I keep saying verse, forgive me. Chapter 18, um, then the promised son of Isaac came to Sarah. Chapter 19, we go to Sodom and Gomorrah. So essentially, um, Sarah received Isaac in chapter 19 um, or chapter 18. And what I think is interesting about it is um, the same way that Sarah was, um, you know, going through the motions with her servant and her child. Ishmael and Hagar were making fun of Isaac. Sarah told them to depart. But guess what God told Sarah? Or God told Hagar, because Hagar was in distress. She's like, she's treating me and my son bad. And God told Hagar, submit to her. That's a whole nother message. I can I can I can, oh, wow, I can go so many places. I can go so many places. I think I skipped it, though, a little bit. Did I? No, yeah, that's in verse chapter 21. My bad, guys. I'm on a tangent. God says, so that's chapter 21. Um, and God says, submit to her. God tells Hagar to submit to Sarah, admits all the, you know, harshness. Submit to her. So, yeah, I'm just leave you with that one. Um, what I will say is, I want to fast forward a little bit to the sacrifice of Isaac, um, which should be, I think, in chapter 
chapter 22. Um, and this is the last thing before I think I close it out. Amidst, this is why the learning to let go thing is, is important. God gave the promise and the promise was fulfilled shortly after um, Abraham took things in his own hand and birthed Ishmael, but God still fulfilled his promise. When time came in chapter 22, God required the promise to be sacrificed. And evidently it was showing God himself was going to get ready to sacrifice his own son. Um, so he delivered a ram in the bush, but it was it was it was shadowing to that to that fact. But then also it revealed to me how everything is the Lord's. Just as I started this episode with, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, all that dwell there within, everything is the Lord's. It's not ours. So just as God promised and gave Abraham, Isaac, and Abraham was even saying in the beginning, I don't have a son. I need my son. I don't have a son who is my own. I only have a servant and all the inheritance is going to him. He finally got his son, two sons, because it's disobedient on one fact, but <laughs> he finally got two sons. One son was a promise. The other one, he did it in his own right, right? But that promise he had to sacrifice. And God evidently spared. Um, it was just trying to foreshadow and show how God was going to sacrifice his son, like I said. But I want you to look at the spiritual implications behind it. There's going to be times, like I said in the last episode, and I was so fervent and firm on it because I knew it was going to have to come again in a future episode. God is going to give you things you're going to have to give straight back to him because it was never yours. It was never yours. It was always his. And we have to wrestle with that fact, but it's the truth. Um, and we can trust in knowing that he desires to see us prosper, desires to see us enjoy and 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 with just love and jubilee and all the things he, he desires to see us that way. But for us to stay like that, our promise and our portion, like I said in the beginning, should always be Jesus Christ. It should always be God himself. God himself is the promise. The fact that we were separated from him in the beginning of time and reconciled to him through his son, that in itself is a promise that is worthy of being kept. We can get a car, we can get a beautiful family and a beautiful spouse and a ministry and a business and everything under the sun. And those are just things we store over. But the true promise is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our sealed, um, our seal for the promise. So when we have the Spirit of God living and dwelling within us and upon us, that is our seal promise to the day of Christ when we meet Jesus. And I want you guys to remember that 
we are just stewarding these things. We're just watching and looking over them and at some cases shepherding them in whatever form or facet, our jobs, our businesses, like I said, our ministries, children, our spouses, our family. We're looking over them for a time being and that will make us value them much more. That will make us do everything out of love much greater. Jesus spent three years. He knew he only had three years of his ministry until he had to be sacrificed on the cross and then ascended to um, heaven to be at the right hand of the Father. And he spent those three years in love and compassion. And that's what I wanted to get to concerning how God still had compassion on Hagar and Sarah amidst the bickering, amidst the, um, you know, the choice words and amidst the laughter and the unbelief, God had compassion. We should have that same compassion on people who don't understand our call, our walk, our relationship with Christ. We should have that same compassion on the people who are brought into our life as promises, but one moment will not be there anymore. We should still have that same compassion on the things that we are stewarding over. Everything that we do must be filtered and come through out of love. That's how we understand to learn to let go. So I believe that's the end of it. I don't have anything else to say. I feel like the Holy Spirit God is pointing across. I thank you guys so much for the support behind this ministry. Like as always, I recently opened up Cash App and a wish list for um, what we need to progress and grow and concerning this ministry. If you see something on there that you would like to purchase, um, it's going to be in the link tree and it's also going to be a link down below for the Amazon wish list. Um, and if you want to just give instead, if the Lord's even give, we have a cash out for that as well. I thank you. God bless you all. I'm just going to end it off with a prayer. Obviously, if you haven't watched the last two testimony episodes, they're going to be linked below as well. The Armor of God series is also there. We're just growing in content and growing in um, audience and it's just a blessing to do the will of the Lord, just come before the people of God and share truth and love and um, just being content with um, our mission here on earth as the time gets dark, as the world gets in gross darkness. And as we turn and we look and we see all the wickedness, we are still the light and the salt of the earth and spending that time with our light to Jesus, spending that time with God and the Father, and being in that secret place, really just filling our cups up so it can be poured out even more. That's the call and the commission of every believer. So I thank you guys. It's an honor to pour out my cup to you. It's an honor to be here before you and share um, my experiences and share what God has taught me and what he's still teaching me and what's going on in my life. And to hear what's going on in yours. Like I said, always can never be afraid to share that. Um, and I just want to end it off with a prayer, like I said, and I'll see you guys hopefully soon. I am getting a little bit better in consistency. I've been praying about that. So I'm seeing the Lord do it. And, you know, that will try to knock it out and stop it via attacking my voice as he always does. It's okay. My voice is okay. <laughs> and I'm still going to speak the word of the Lord, horsed or not. Um, even if my voice was completely gone, I'm still going to be here with a little phone trying to do the text to speech. I don't care. God is good. And he, his, his will 
um, must be done on this earth, especially in a time like this. It's mercy endureth forever. And we just thank you, Lord, for the people who's watching this, the unbelievers who might have come across this video, encounter them with your love passionately. Go before them, God, and just show them who you are in your fullest um, and your nature, God. Give them an encounter that only is unique to them, that is going to bring them to their knees and recognize that they need you more than they thought they did, more than they thought they would, more than they um, expected, God. I pray that you would till the grounds of the hearts that are listening to these messages so that they can receive the seed on good soil, on good fertile ground. I pray that as I'm planting, somebody else will come and water, hopefully, and you will bring the increase. I thank you, God, for blessing each and every single person that comes across this podcast and blessing them with deliverance, blessing them with healing, blessing them with knowledge, wisdom, and discernment, and blessing them with your relationship in a greater, deeper measure. I pray that you will continue to bless them, oh God. I pray that you continue to bless this platform and everybody that comes across it. Bless the ones who are giving and donating. Um, and I just thank you for being in your presence and being able to share and fellowship with people, even on a digital um, plane, being able to communicate and, and just really uh, be there for each other in such a dark time in the world like this. As it grows darker and darker, let our light shine brighter and brighter um, and let us be more dedicated to our relationship with you and seeing your will accomplished here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Sun kind of came out a little bit more as that prayer ended, but God, God bless you guys and I will see you guys hopefully soon. Um, new episodes every two weeks. I can, I can say that boldly and proudly now um because i feel like i'm a little bit more consistent um and i feel like like i said unless the episode is completely just like full-blown bible study like the armor of god series was i'm probably just gonna come on here and turn the camera on like most podcasts and start talking <laughs> um with my bible from whatever god has showed me i wanted to share with me i share with y'all we have an open discussion you sound off in the comments let me think what you thought about this episode god bless you i love you and i'll see you next time Bye bye